Welcome. We are live. Good to see you. So, hey, Charlie here. We're about to have Matthiasen from the Netherlands. It'll be super exciting to get to talk with him. He's actually uh, running an agency there. Had a lot of good success. He's gone through the Facebook Ads MBA program. And um, if you're interested in the MBA program, go to mba.facebooksharper.com. But without any further ado, no reason to stall. Let's bring in the man, the myth, the legend, Matthias. How are you doing, my man? Well, that's a good introduction. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. And you? I am doing well. I think uh, we're both getting back from a bit of a vacation, so this will be fun. I was in Las Vegas, and you were in uh, Corsica, you said. Yeah, I was uh, working on my tan, and uh, I don't know where you were working on. But <laughs> yeah, I was working on a lot of things. None of them really a tan. It's funny. You go to <laughs> Vegas, it's sunny, it's hot, and I rarely saw the sun. Oh, so, yeah, 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 yeah. I bet you had fun too. Well, it was there was good times to be had. Good times to be had. No. Um. Well, I just I I, I appreciate you hopping in, and I, I hope that folks really get to enjoy this. I think it'd be great first off to just kind of tell people about what it is that you're doing and where you're at, and um, yeah, you know, I think that'd be a great bit of a landscape. Then we can dive into uh, some some fun stuff. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so um, I've been running a Google Ads agency for a couple of years now and um, in the Netherlands. So we mainly did Google, Microsoft Ads, um, and some Facebook, but um, yeah, not so much. We mainly focused on, on e-commerce clients. And now and then I got some questions from, hey, do you guys also do Facebook? And uh, then I took on, on some small Facebook uh, clients, but wasn't really comfortable with taking on any new ones um, and also turned down a few. And then I thought, well, um, with this whole iOS thing and uh, with, with attribution and we see that, that customers don't really understand anymore, like who is doing um, the heavy work for us, right? Um, I thought, well, uh, if I want to be future proof, <laughs> um, yeah, Facebook would be a good addition for us. So um yeah, and then uh, uh, an opportunity came along where we had a, a client who actually reached out before, um, came back again, and then I was like, okay, maybe this is the right time, and maybe I should try it. So yeah, um, took on the client, and then I was also um, into Twitter. I was just starting off into Twitter, and I was following some people, and then boom, there was Charlie. <laughs> And uh, you were just saying different things, you know, different uh, uh, ideas. And uh, I kind of followed you. And um, I was like, hey, this guy is, uh, is, is, is different than, 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 than the others. Saying stuff that I thought, um, yeah, that's, that's not how I learned it. Uh, ask you a couple of questions. Uh, you responded and uh, uh, with good advice. Then I followed your webinar. And um, yeah. Um, then you, uh, I just knew uh, I, I have to do this. And um, yeah, that's uh, why I started. I love it. I love it. And by the way, um, love the green background again, too. Like that's, that's very nice. I, I you know, as, as a fellow plant in the background kind of guy, I, yeah, I love now that. They kind of know, now they think that I did that on purpose. Just to <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, and uh, so I love that. I mean, coming from the search background and mm. knowing that like, you know, Facebook would help future-proof you. You know, I remember it was like, you said things like, I see the landscape changing mm. and attribution being a problem. And if I want to do something, I got to do it well. 
Mm. And I feel like that's a lot of where you're coming from, being able to scale with confidence, you know, and um, being able to deliver really good results. These were all, you know, I'm looking back at our interview that we had back in March when when we come in, because I I personally interview every single person that goes to the NBA program just to make sure we're good fits. You know, with with those types of things, I remember I said, like, what are the two biggest problems that you're facing? You know, and you were like, I don't think they have a proper process in place for Facebook right now. And mm. I don't think I'm able to deliver really good stuff with confidence Yeah, because yeah. of that. And one, is that how you, is that like, how is that going for you? And how do you feel about it now? Yeah, that was like the biggest thing because, um, uh, you know, if I want to do something, if a client pays me, I uh, want to make sure that I deliver good work, you know, and I don't have the feeling that I'm, yeah, I'm not uh, actually uh, can deliver on my promise. So uh, that was my main thing. And also because I I really care about results, right? I really care about my clients. So I know if I uh, if I have all these doubts in my head, I will get like super stressed. And um, yeah, I think I actually added another uh, thing to you is that if you can give me peace of mind, I will be really happy. Um, yeah, and you, well, I went on a two week peaceful vacation. So that was, uh, that was a first in, uh, in, in a couple of years, but yeah. Um, I mean, the program really helped me, man. It helped me, uh, lay out the framework. Um, I knew what I had to do. I think in the first few weeks, um, when we had our one-on-one calls, I had like, every time I had 10, 15 questions and every week the questions were, uh, there were less questions and less questions. And I think even the last call, I just had like one question and uh, we were done in 10 minutes. And uh, yeah, uh, and I'm, I don't say that I know any everything, but um, I have the I have the um, belief that I can manage a, a, a client uh, really well now. Um, and actually, the, the client that started uh, almost at the same time that I started the program is still with us. Um, we actually, um, yeah, we we. Uh, his performance is, is much better than, than it was before us. So uh, he's happy. So I'm happy. So uh, yeah, it was, re- it was really a good experience for me. And still. I love that. You know, the, the, uh, the idea of I'm expanding into some place that I know we should, mm. but I'm not exactly, I'm not exactly sure if I'm totally confident in being able to do the best job I can mm. resulted in, that client is now around for six months, and I just took a very long vacation on an island between France and Italy, and I'm okay, like with that entirely. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. a nice little pivot. Like, that's that's some good context. I love it. headline, right? <laughs> yeah, that should be the headline. I should go back yeah, yeah. and absolutely do that. Yeah, um, yeah. And you know, some of the other things you were talking about was guiding clients to like onboarding and setup mm-hmm. and communication and moving yeah. that doubt even not just from yourself, but from like the client side, being able to get that across. And mm. I think, how does that feel now? Cause I'll be honest. I, I, I know that a lot of folks that are good media buyers aren't necessarily really good at the communication or documentation mm. or getting the trust yeah. Of, yeah. of the person that, uh, that they're working with. Yeah. I think that was for me, like the biggest thing is, um, like in one of the first uh, uh, courses uh, is actually not about Facebook buying, but it's about the uh, ecosystem ROAS sheet uh, where you take us through uh, how you build uh, a sheet that kind of, and, and that's actually, 
it's more than Facebook, right? Because we also include other channels in there. We do, uh, uh, we show what we do in Google, what we do in Microsoft, and also Facebook and email. And um, yeah, I uh, I kind of um, uh, went along with the program, and I, I used the sheet to to let to show my clients, hey, this is what we're doing uh, every week. Uh, these are the results. This is how it's affecting all other channels. And uh, they basically told me, yeah, before I said, okay, uh, uh, how was performance uh, uh, before? How was it? Uh, how did they judge it? Or was it data data driven? Or and they basically said, well, we have no clue on what they based their uh, their their decisions. And um, yeah, they I, I think they really we really impressed them with with only the sheets, and that was even before we had any results. We could just show them for the last six months. This is how your situation is, um, and they had no idea how how it even looked. So um, I think that that gave us like immediate immediately uh, a really professional uh, uh, look. So um, I think that really helped. And it's also what I, I I noticed that I like is is you're not just a media buyer, right? You're not just a Facebook guy. Actually, I am not just a Facebook guy because I also do the other channels, but. Um, it, it also, uh, like we leveled up in the conversations that we had with the client. It's like we were more strategic um, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that was like a massive uh, uh, game changer for us. And I also use it for other clients now. Even if, the, if we don't use uh, Facebook, we, we, we still use the sheet. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that was uh, pretty big for us. I love that. Yeah, it's like... I think the, the, you know, what we're talking about here inside of the Facebook Ads MBA program, the documentation that we kind of go over, because I mean, anybody can show you like, what's the next best hack or what do you think is about stuff, but that's not yeah. going to keep business. You know what I mean? No. It's like, no. and I, I love what you're talking about here with saying the, I mean, first off, when you went through the program and what you guys are doing now, it has, the advice works entirely, even if Facebook isn't the medium that you're working on. Mm -hmm. and that you're able to communicate really complex things. For instance, what that documentation you're talking about that has nothing to do with the execution on Facebook, but is an absolute core part of what we teach is and what we learn when we go through the program is um, understanding trend analysis and yeah. why we don't need to worry about attribution type problems that everybody's trying to solve in the world and, uh, and how we can figure out incremental lift by channel and be marketing managers. And while you're hired to be the media buyer, you kind of step in in a couple of weeks and you're the CMO of the business, you know, their numbers better than they do. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm curious, what is, what does that sound like? What are those clients when you're talking to them and showing them this stuff, what is their response? Like, how are they communicating with you when it comes to that? Uh, when they see these documents? I mean, uh, it was actually pretty cool that like one of the guys of the of the company, like uh, the, our biggest client, is like um, they actually showed up, show it now to potential investors, uh, and we have conversations about okay, uh, what does these numbers look like, and what can, uh, uh, how we can we explain this to uh, to potential investors? Um, yeah, so that, <laughs> I think that's a totally different conversation than. Uh, um, just talking about uh, the next Facebook uh, ad, right? So um, yeah, and 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 also I wanted to add, like I see this if you if we only do Google, I see this stuff also all the time. Is where um, like uh, people think, oh, this Google is so great, and we have like this row of of of, of I don't know what. 
but then you go in and you look and you see like it's all almost all branded search and then i'm like yeah but this is not really growing your business you know and um uh i know a lot of especially google agencies kind of take advantage of uh, of that because clients just don't know but um yeah we like to be transparent and we like to show them that hey um it's not only about the facebook numbers it's not only about the google numbers it's about the whole ecosystem um, and really helping them grow instead of just yeah uh, giving them pretty numbers so i think that's a whole uh higher level uh conversation yeah i think that's absolutely important because like when you lay it all out is like okay we're not necessarily saying we're not gonna do any branded search maybe that's part of it but like this is how much money this is how much revenue mm. comes from that mm. and when the business is good when we're very happy with the results we're getting financially and in volume and our cash flow is good and we're meeting the business needs of our finance department, this is what that media mix looks like. And this is what else we can do to improve it. Hmm. And it's not just, uh, it, it, it remind me of like the first like 10, 15 minutes of an agency call is hmm. basically them saying, here's my report card. Please don't fire me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then what, this is what we're going to try to do next week to look good and actually with that in mind like what is that communication when you do hop on calls with clients what does that look like now yeah i actually because the the guy said like hey we have like a a, a one point something roas uh, uh on facebook i don't think uh i can show this to investors and i'm like what are you talking about? Because uh, uh, if you see Google, if you see email, if you see uh, 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 Microsoft ads, if you look at the whole picture, we're actually uh, scaling right now. And before you weren't even scaling, uh, we're bringing in profitable new customers, right? Um, so I actually help them uh, think in another way about just not looking at only the Facebook because a 1.2 ROAS for them on Facebook was not profitable. But now they understand that actually it's, good for them to to keep on spending that money so um yeah and i really love that i now can have this conversation instead of hey uh, um why are we not profitable on facebook uh do your job or you know yeah yeah i yeah. think I, and that's that's great clarity like in a peace of mind in that direction i think with that in mind like what is it that you're doing right now that is helping you scale these clients with that confidence in a way where it's not just you making a good report, but their finance department being appreciative of the work that you do on a daily basis. Yeah. 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 They understand now that what we are attributing to their, uh, to their profit and to their revenue. Yeah, exactly. So what does that look like in how you're designing those efforts? Like what is the, what is uh what is the strategies that you're using there with regards to Facebook and then all of the other channels to get the clients to be on board with this thing that is massively growing their business. Like you mean with the conversation that we have or like the, or the, or the tactics on Facebook? What do you, I, I guess a little bit of both. First off, like, yes, let's start off with side A of that being the conversation. How are you, let's actually take the other side. What are the tactics that you're using now to really show the lift of Facebook at a lower ROAS, but actually scaling that business? And then how mm -hmm. are you able to communicate that to a client in a way where they can understand? Because I hear so many people say, I can't scale that business with my ROAS on Facebook being lower because the client doesn't understand. Mm -hmm. 
And instead, now you've got them to understand and you're mm-hmm. executing in a way that is scaling their brands with confidence. What does that yeah. look like? Um, normally, I just, uh, and that's also funny to me, I, I always ask them a couple of questions like, okay, what's your ideal scenario? What are the numbers that you're trying to hit? And uh, does it work or why doesn't it work? And uh, it's funny or maybe it's not funny, but it's a lot of times they don't really uh, know how to answer those questions. They don't, they don't even know what numbers they're trying to hit, right? Um, so that's step one. It's like, okay, if you don't know that, let, let us guide you and let us uh, show you what you're doing now and what we think that you should be looking at. Um, and then we uh, just kind of take them, we, we open the sheet and we say, okay, this is what you're doing right now. Uh, maybe your Facebook growth is a 1.2. But overall, if we take into account email, Google, uh, we had a, at, at like a, a positive ROAS and we actually don't even look at ROAS. Um, we mostly look more of, of, of CPA and blended CPA, like what is the blended CPA of our, all our channels. And then we say, OK, you know, um, we spent uh, uh, 25% more on Facebook this week. Um, and uh, now let's look at your overall uh, uh, revenue. Ah, it's also uh, 20% up and we're still uh, under your desired CPA. So then we know we can scale more. Um, and then they see, OK, so maybe the Facebook numbers in CPA wise don't move that much. But overall, we see uh, it's heading in, in the right direction. Um, yeah. And that's how we kind of take them uh, through the process. So. Actually, in the first couple of weeks, what I did is every week I uh, made a Loom video. Uh, I explained, I showed all the, um, I showed the sheet. I explained all the numbers, compared it with last week, and made it really visual. And and they actually uh, sent me uh, an email. Then okay, keep sending those Looms because we really love it, and uh, they were sharing it uh, in the, in the company as well. So. Uh, um, yeah, that's kind of how, uh, and now, now they, I, I know they, they understand it a little better. So I try to limit my time a little bit and just send them updates. And occasionally if there's like a big, uh, uh, big thing, I make a loom, but, uh, yeah, so I, that's, I kind of guide them, uh, uh, along the way. Yeah. Uh, I think that's amazing. You went like, so like the idea that now it's, you've educated them to be able to understand this document that they can see. Mm-hmm. whether they're on a call with you or not. And then you gave them a couple of Loom videos to walk up through the thought process. Mm-hmm. They got super excited because somebody was actually being honest and helpful mm-hmm. and growing their business in a way that removed your ego entirely too. Cause yeah, that's something yeah. else I'm hearing is none of this is like, well, we're going to get a good result. And like, you know, the other thing, like you don't care. Like it doesn't matter where that money comes from. Yeah. To the point where then they started sharing that around with everybody. And now you don't even have to have those conversations other than just like, oh, we're on track. And then yeah. they're like, that's great. Sometimes, sometimes they try to send me an email about, hey, what is this? What is that? And then and then I just respond, did you check the sheet? And then, oh, okay, I see it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm kind of, uh, my confidence is up because before I would have just sent out a complete email with this and then now it, uh, and I would just say, hey, did you check our sheet? And then, uh, yeah. I I I I I love the the check the link. That's the response to the question, yeah. right? Like, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, everything is documented in a transparent way, and I've explained to you how this all works. I'll gladly walk you through anything else that you need, but every answer to every question that you have is put in a way where you don't need to email me. We don't need to talk about it on a phone call. We don't need to have a meeting. And mm. if uh, you have any questions, like I'll explain it, but. 
Now we can save hours every month of wasted time and effort of pleasantries and back and forth. Yeah, like, yeah because usually what I, did, what I did before was I had like a monthly call with clients and then we discussed everything. And now what I do is I update the sheet maybe once or twice a week. I always sign on Mondays. They always get like a, an update mail with the link to the sheet and then like the, the highlights in it. And it takes me like... Uh, maybe like 20, 30 minutes every every Monday. I send it out, and sometimes I don't hear them a whole week. Sometimes uh, they have a few more questions, and and that's it. So, uh, yeah, it also helps uh, my calendar. <laughs> Absolutely, because like, you know, when your clients are happy with you, and you're doing a really good job, and they don't need to waste their time talking to you, they can work more on the business. Yeah, then that business gets better, and. and you also don't waste your time yeah. trying to like keep the business. Like it's yeah. really hard to be unsuccessful when everybody is winning and mm -hmm. very happy with what they're doing, getting to focus on doing a better job. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly. And uh, actually we, a couple of, I think maybe one or two months ago, we took on another Facebook client and uh, took them through the same process. Also the sheet and uh he uh, actually messaged me a couple of weeks ago, like, well, man, uh, we never had this kind of Facebook results. Um, I'm really happy. So, uh, and he just said, hey, uh, send me your invoice, send me your invoice. And I've never had clients asking for an invoice. So I just sent him the invoice. And then I think he paid like more than double. So I said, hey, guy, uh, are you sure this is okay? I mean, this is not uh, the right amount. And he said, yeah, we had such a good month. And uh <laughs> This is, uh, I can do it now. So, um, yeah, I'm really happy with you. So I was like, okay, well, this, this has never happened to me before. I don't think that's normal. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, that, wasn't, that was nice. That, that's awesome. I love it when people are like, the best, you know you're good. When people are just demanding that they, that they are able to pay you faster. Hmm. And Let me more money than you yeah. asked for. Yeah. Because yeah. they just want to get back to work and they don't want to lose you. Like mm. that's yeah, actually thing. they were doing all they were already doing Google and they were actually a little too small, but we took them on anyway. So the the, the fee was a little lower than we normally would do, right? So and I think he, he kind of felt that, but he appreciated it. And we still put in the effort anyway. So that's how how he kind of repaid us. So yeah, I mean that's uh that's that's beautiful. That's awesome. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I want to shift gears here for a little bit. Like we've been talking about Facebook ads MBA program and some of the results you've been having as an agency. What about the Facebook ads MBA program? Did you find to be most valuable? Um, I mean, it's the combination. I think the, the, all the lectures are, are, are pretty, pretty good. They're, they're, they're clear. Um, um, yeah. Cause you go, I, I went through, actually, I, I had a little trip also in May where I was driving from Amsterdam to uh, Barcelona I and I had, some, I had some, uh, some lectures, I had some catching up to do. So I had on my phone, I had like the Google maps and then I had you on the bottom uh, telling me. Uh, <laughs> so, so I was, uh, I think I, I, I kind of did all the lectures in, uh, in, in, it was like a 14 hour driver. I don't know. So that kind of. Uh, pushed me uh, ahead in the program, which was really nice. Um, and then uh, you have the weekly Q and A's, which, um, yeah, fortunately because of the time zone and my my schedule with my uh, the school of my kid, I couldn't always attend, but I could always watch the replays. 
Um, and I also watched all the videos because I had uh, like a long drive to do. So I, I also uh, I watched all the videos from before. Um, and it's actually pretty cool that every time that, uh, that we touched on a subject, I, I had a few questions and then I watched the Q and A's that are uh, about those subjects. And there was always somebody who asked the question that I had before. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's also kind of uh, nice that, uh, people have like the same, same questions and then you answer them already. So I could just move on, on my own pace. Um, but I think like the biggest thing were still the one-on-ones, like the, the weekly calls that we did, because sometimes you just have like really specific uh, questions and really, um, yeah, that kind of helped. And, and also, you know, in the beginning you are kind of, um, uh, how do you say, um, like you, you have a, like a little fear to, to execute, right. To make big decisions. Sure. Um, so, uh, I love that I could then, uh, talk to you and say hey this is what i'm thinking what would you do and um yeah kind of build your confidence that you're making the right decision um and also um yeah uh, like uh, media buying it's just not like there's not one solution uh to all accounts right so um i think the one-on-ones kind of help uh, like the, the the lectures are like the framework but then the one-on-ones are uh, what helps you uh, make decisions uh, uh, in certain situations. So, uh, yeah, I just think the total package was, uh, was, was really perfect for me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Thanks. That sounds great. And, 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 and I agree with you that like the lectures and the lessons are there to be designed to get you to like 80, 85% of where you need to be. Yeah. But like you said, the actual execution, while it's all within like some framework, like mm. the finer points of that are ad account by ad account specific. And it's, it's, there's no silver bullet to solving everything. I mean, the overall general thing, right? Like we're doing market research for, by creative elements and we're simplifying our account and we're focusing on business objectives and incremental lift and dynamic mm. ads and broad targeting, like those very big brush strokes, right? Mm. But the finer points and being able to go through that, like I, I, I love that that's where you really found value. And I'll be honest, like those one-on-ones for people that, that decide to take that, like those are the people that decide to book those calls. Like those are also the most fun for me, mm. like for what it's worth. Like I thoroughly enjoy sitting in and getting to know people. And then also like doing that problem solving and the puzzles mm. and like making it all work. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, something that I find really good. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, I wanted oh, to say. You know, yeah. Go. 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 <laughs> oh no! No. Go for it. Go for it. You do it. No, I just wanted to say, and you can also impress us with your um, head calculation stuff, which sometimes well, I was like, Whoa, "How does he do that?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll do the math in my head, and it's like, ah, it'll be around like 1973, and you're like, "Oh, well, yeah. it's 1980." Uh, yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. That, that cost is right there. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, what can I say? I can do math in my head, like in like a stupid level, like an obnoxious, like yeah, concerning yeah, yeah. level. I don't know why. It's what I'm good at. Yeah. Uh, but what I was also going to say is one of the things that I really like out of that, that I think helps everyone is getting exposed to all that problem solving. It means that I'm inside of a dozen accounts a week. Mm. Uh, I'm inside like the accounts of a dozen different buyers a week. Right. So it's going to be dozens of accounts. Yeah, And it means that I get to see that contextual information of the application and the pain points at a much higher scale. 
then then a lot of folks do. And because that's coming from a problem solving place and we get to have that that feedback immediately as well as long term, Mm. there's there's that a scope so that in our weekly calls, those updated lectures and. You know, the guest speakers that we have are also in our Slack group that we, that, you know, we're, that we have the, the uh, like the postgraduate program above and beyond the MBA. Like the, understa- yeah, right. Well, we can get to talk about that in a minute. The, yeah. the, the understanding of how to apply those things in the changing space is way more than just, well, this is how we do it. And if it doesn't work, there's something wrong with you. Like there's, there's just this application. And I thoroughly enjoy that stuff. And I feel like, there's a value to being able to communicate with everybody because it means that when I try to then step in and give advice, it's not just my isolated opinion on some small thing. It's Mm. there are dozens of people from around the world doing a million different business models and business objectives, all trying to solve the same types of things. And when 30 people have a problem and 12 people made it work, and that solution works for 26 out of the 28 other people like that is yeah 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 that's a massive bit of help you know what i mean yeah yeah definitely yeah and um, before i forget uh, what also helped me is that um because you don't like the the the, the 80 85 percent are of the um, like the basics the, the 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 structure right it also helps you because you're not uh, then da- uh, second guessing yourself. Okay, is this the right setting, or uh, do I have to use this or that? And then you can just forget about all that stuff, and then you can really think about all the high level stuff because you don't have to worry about all the uh, little settings like uh, do I have to uh, click on the expand button, yes or no, or uh, what audience do I need to do? And uh, yeah, that 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 also really helps, of course, because you know, yeah, like the, the, the your your framework is good, and then you you go to the to the next level yeah that's a good point and i think part of that is when we're when 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 we're doing this work and i'm curious what you think about this there's often the situation of you're alone Mm. like you can't ask other people the types of stuff one because like they don't understand two like is it's like client secrets whatever like Mm. you see this very limited scope I'm kind of comparing your daily work to the end results that people just cherry pick and decide to brag about on the internet and have mm. no idea how they got there mm. or like what that actually means in context. And I think part of the program, especially those, those weekly calls and the community, like our, our Facebook group, like you're not alone anymore. No, and you I'm have not. this step-by-step guide to get you to where you need to be confidently. But when yeah. it doesn't work or there's issue, I mean, I actually had like a couple of private conversations with some other people in the program, like uh, somewhere and even about Facebook it was just about like uh, uh, website uh, optimization or, uh, or or other stuff. And uh, we had this one client who was launching a campaign in Australia and one of the guys is from Australia. So I actually asked him what demographic information and stuff like that. And he was really helpful. You know who it is. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> That that's just amazing. Um, like in the in the Facebook group, um, if you ask a question, there are like so many people who are really helpful um, and uh, really answer your questions. Um, so that helps too. Yeah, definitely. It, it's just like uh, you don't have the feeling that you uh, have to do it all alone, and and especially in the beginning. Um, yeah, that helps because um, you can you can second guess yourself on a lot of stuff uh, when you're media buying. So um, yeah, that 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 helped me a lot.
Yeah, I think that that's, I just remember being a media buyer and being feeling that so alone and lacking that confidence. And then to be mm. fair too, it's really bad for your clients. Like for somebody watching this, like if you're hiring an agency and that agency doesn't have a community of other people that you follow the same standard operating procedure, mm. they're all openly communicating with each other and are thinking about things in different ways. Mm. So that there is feedback, not the, not like a, a an echo chamber feedback loop of just like, well, it works like this and it doesn't work for you. The problem is like people where they have to solve the problem, right? Mm. If, if who you're relying on doesn't have access to that, then what that means is, and I'll, I'll, I'll editorialize this a little bit, that probably underpaid, overworked, poorly trained college grad that's never run a business is learning how to do it mm. by spending your money that you need to make work. And where I come from, my, my mentality with that is that is an incredibly irresponsible and dangerous place as a, as a business owner. Mm. Like I don't want somebody that doesn't know what they're doing that doesn't understand my business that hasn't made it work before that doesn't have a level of support and doesn't have a standard operating procedure that's been proven to work for people around the world. Like, I don't want to invest my time and energy putting the future of my business in that person's hands. Yeah. Yeah. We literally have this, uh, had this conversation like a couple of weeks ago with a client where we just do Google and he has like a different media buyer for Facebook, for TikTok, for email, uh, for CRO. So we're like with six, six guys. And everybody is just so protective about their own little thing, you know. And uh, um, when the results are bad, uh, they're all pointing at each other. Um, and I was like, okay, if I'm going to, uh, I what I can do now if I if I bring in my ecosystem ROAS sheet, and I can show him in like uh, 30 minutes uh, what's the truth, but. Actually, I don't really want to take on this client for all the other channels because I don't really like him. <laughs> so I'm just, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just letting it go. But it's really, uh, I don't know, it's like a, a common thing that you see is like people really feel intimidated and protective about their little, um, about their part of the business. And um, and it's not uh, having the best interest for the client, right? Um yeah, so uh, if he was a little nicer, I would would have helped him. But uh, yeah, <laughs> you 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 get what you earn. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I feel like I I I just I it's so important for people to understand that you could be working with the smartest person in the room. Mm. And I know I know this like. I see this problem because I was absolutely guilty of this more than a few times. For, for, it took me years of being ultimately humbled to like change my opinion on this. Mm. If you're working with the best person in the room and I thought I was, and, and maybe I was, maybe I wasn't. And you put all your eggs in that basket, but that person doesn't have the ability to be transparent and it requires high level of touch and expertise. Mm -hmm. So that's my dog scurrying behind me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I woke him up apparently. I'm moving to another seat. If you're working with somebody and they might be the best person at this job, 
and it requires so much um, expertise and 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 you know hands-on attention from that person mm-hmm. for you to be successful. That is ideally the best place to be, right? The problem is, what if they have three other people that need that attention? What if they make a mistake? Mm-hmm. What if they're sick? What if they go to Corsica for two weeks? <laughs> yeah. If you can't be successful without that person executing A-plus work every single day, then you are so tremendously at risk. Hmm. And in my experience, it is so much better to have 95% of the world's best person mm-hmm. getting 95% of that result, but getting it 100% of the time mm. in a way where you're not exposed to risk by that person having to execute it at 100% every single time. Yeah. That's such a better situation. And to be fair, yeah, usually it's a lot cheaper. And you also, in my experience, get a much better interdepartmental relationship because it's not the one Svengali that's like sitting in there that's the world's best at something. Because ultimately, when you remove the person being necessary to do that work, it, it's it's hard to argue with. Well, it's a factory line. It's an assembly line at the factory. If it doesn't, work, if something's broken, we can fix it. Yep. You might have something that's a little bit better, but it means we have to slow everything else down to make that one cog a little bit better. It just doesn't make sense. No, no, no. I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so that's one of the things I love about this. And I'm hearing it also with what you're saying, because you can take that ecosystem ROAS, right? And you can show a client not only your work, but everybody else's. And I don't know if you've seen this, but how have how has that made the client feel and other team members? Because in my experience, when you show everything to everybody in a way where everybody knows what's going on, and then they realize they have very clear direction, mm-hmm. I see one of two things happen. And this is, I think, a question for you. One, people get very combative because they think that you're trying to take credit for their work or something along those lines, which to be fair, in my opinion, happens anyway mm-hmm. and it's basically just on the however the, that however the business owner feels about it mm-hmm. or b it becomes a lot easier for the other partners to do their job because of a very clear direction on what they're expected and as a facebook media buyer as a fractional cmo as a whatever i always view my job and, and with respect to Facebook, because you're kind of just amplifying the rest of the business. Mm. My job isn't to make Facebook look good. My job is to make the work easier for everybody else on the team. Because honestly, my entire job is just to amplify the opportunity that they bring to the table. Mm. And when you get a team of folks that are able to see that transparency as a good thing, those clients tend to be massively more successful. 
Yeah. Um, that's my experience. I, I kind of yeah. went on a bit of a diatribe, but I'm curious to know what you think about that. No, it's, uh, I think as a client, you would want that, right? You would want them to uh, uh, kind of like that uh, situation. But what I mostly see is because we work, like our client mostly works with with us or and or with other agencies. So um, I unfortunately only experienced like the first um, example that you give. It's like, like people are really like, Oh, he's trying to take my job. Oh, he's uh, trying to make himself look better. Um, and actually, you're just looking out for the client. You're look, trying to uh, help him, right? Which is what you get paid for. Um, and I completely agree. Like, if, if everybody does their job, there's not a problem. But if you kind of feel like, okay, maybe I'm not really delivering on, or I'm not really delivering the results that I'm saying that I'm that I'm doing, um, yeah, then this some these sheets will uh, will will maybe expose you and then uh you would have a problem so i'm kind of seeing only that uh right now is that um and i'm not trying to take anybody's job i'm i'm just trying to help uh help help the client and help make my work at least uh, easier because yeah that's what i that's what i uh, want to do yeah and like at the end of the day you're kind of like i mean I'll, I'll put it, I was going to say something, but I'll, I'll put it this way. Um, if you make it easier, if you give everybody clarity and direction, mm -hmm. and their response to that is to feel threatened, it's probably not because they're good at their jobs or care about the client's needs. Mm -hmm. And if you, the net result of you removing your own ego from the situation and amplifying the exposure and, you know, uh, the exposure to other people's works and also saying, look at how good everybody else is doing. If, if that makes somebody else uncomfortable or gets them to the point where they feel threatened, mm. like that's a, that's a huge red flag for the client that like these mm. other people aren't good. They don't have your interest at heart. And... I think part of all of this at the end of the day is I know what I'm being tasked to do. And it's very rarely ever spend X amount of money at an X ROAS. I mean, maybe that's what it initially is, but that's never the actual reason you're getting hired. You like a media buyer's job is rarely ever to spend X amount of money at X amount of ROAS. That should never, that's not actually why you're being hired for any gig. And my point to that being that if you are transparently making everybody else better, that should be a good thing. Mm. And if somebody doesn't appreciate that or they're threatened by that or the amount of accountability and credit you give somebody makes them feel threatened, mm -hmm. that's, I think that speaks volumes to what that person is capable of doing and it might not even be that they're, and I, I say this a lot and people are like, well, I'm not trying to do a bad thing. They might have their best interests at heart, mm -hmm. but it might mean they're not sophisticated enough to understand what it is that you're doing. And I mean, it also takes a little confidence, right, to, uh, um, to do that. And um, yeah, that's if you take it back to the program. Maybe before that, I would have, would have responded the same. I don't know, but... Uh, um, yeah, people are also a little protective, right? And uh, um, 
but if you're confident and you know you're delivering and you know you're doing a good job, then yeah, that shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, I always say like my biggest hope when running Facebook ads or media for anybody, the biggest question I ask myself, my biggest goal is you gave me 10,000, 100,000, a million this month, whatever it is. You gave me 10,000 this month. Why isn't it 20? Mm. What can we do to make it 20? It's not because I'm trying to build commission. It's what is broken in the business. So what isn't quite good enough yet Mm. that that budget isn't more. And when you can work with everybody else to make them better so that you get more cash flow and the business is more successful so that you can invest more in growing those other channels and making them even better and giving them a better opportunity to look even better on, you know, basically easier Mm. work. Yeah. That's always the focus for me. Right. And, And so, and that's one reason too, I like the, the documentation we're talking about. It's scrum doc and ecosystem ROAS and testing roadmaps and all this stuff to go through the MBA program. Cause it's not saying I want a bigger spend because of a commission. It's saying, what are we not doing well enough as a team that keeps your current budget where it's at? How do mm. we double it? Mm. And very, very rarely is that built on the, I need to take more credit for other people's work. Because that very rarely ever grows the success of the business. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, and that's also what, what we were talking about in the beginning. Like, um, if you see, if you only look at as the Facebook guy, if you're only looking at your Facebook numbers, and you actually maybe you could already spend like more, but you didn't see it because you uh, weren't looking at the the total picture. Yeah, and I think that ultimately comes down to the scaling with confidence, right? Like, yeah. yeah. It has, I always tell people this, and I'm curious what you think about it. One, like scaling spend, spend is a ramification of a greater efficiency where you're spending a margin of cash flow over cost. Like we're getting better business results so we can invest more in growing the business. Mm. We're also getting more and more efficient with our business operations so we can afford to invest more knowing we might not be as good with that additional budget, right? We might not be, if you give us an extra 20%, it might not be as good as the current budget we're spending, but we got more efficient over the last month so we can afford it. There's a margin there. There's a profitable scaling margin. We talk about PSM, right? Yeah. So with that being said, the way to scale with confidence is to establish that margin, to improve it, And to then allow the client to say, well, I've got money sitting. And if I invested more of that money, amplifying my business, then I'm going to make more money. So it becomes not a, how do we get this to spend more? It's a, we're continuing to make more. How else do we invest it to to make it even more beneficial for us? And that's where, you know, as a Facebook person, your job is to just make everybody else on the team better. Yeah, And it has very little to do with you. Audiences won't improve that. Bidding models aren't going to improve that. No trend du jour of content type or remarketing or whatever is going to make that business model improve. Yeah, yeah Your yeah. job is to just crank up the volume. Because if, if you're in all these like Facebook groups and um, you, you see all these fancy tactics about how you can scale an account, right? And 
when I when I that was was also a thing for me. I was reading that and I was like, oh, you have to have like uh, 20, 30 campaigns with 30 ad sets, and then you duplicate, 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 and then lookalikes uh, and whatever not. And um, it always they make made it seem like this kind of wizard wizard trick or whatever to how you skill an account. And that's what I liked about what you teach is that it's more about simplicity uh, than all the other tactics, right? And maybe I don't know. If this work like 10 years ago maybe it did but uh yeah i always uh, saw that as kind of uh people trying to uh, uh show how good they were but um I, I i didn't really feel that you know and then there you came and said more about no it's more about simplicity and then you started saying stuff about uh we don't need interest groups and i was like what <laughs> what oh we don't even need retargeting i like what 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 is he talking about <laughs> and then um yeah uh so and then i when 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 you learn you're like okay now i understand why and now uh, you actually teach why that is um yeah and i actually always thought that like okay i can run like a, a low spend account but if it gets too much too uh, uh, high spend will be will be too complicated or will be too much work, and now you know it's like um, of course you have to do other stuff, but it's not it's not like what they trying to tell you uh, how to scale an account. Yeah, and and, I, and and just to speak on that real quick, just with the respect to interest groups, because I get hit up all the time. People are like, how much budget do I need to go broad? Like, do I have enough to not do interest groups and retargeting and, and, and lookalikes and all of that stuff? And mm. my response is, do you have enough money to not do things correctly? <laughs> like, yeah. like at what point, like, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm curious. What is your experience having moved away from all of that stuff? The embracing of broad and incremental lift and, the lower workload. What what does that feel like now? Yeah, it's uh, it just gave me so much more time, so much more time to to think and talk about the stuff that we were talking about before, right? You don't have to test all these 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 little things that actually don't really move the needle. Um, you can think about bigger things. And uh, <laughs> the actually, I got like uh, two or three weeks ago this client. He still tried to try it. I say, hey, yeah, Matthias. Uh, I know you are you are really a broad guy, but uh, can't we try like high income audiences? And I'm like, no, why? Uh, yeah, because I think uh, we should test it. And I'm like, nah, I don't think it will give you a better result. But hey, if you want me to show you, I can show you. But um, I can I think we can spend our money better. And then he said, okay, then I'll believe you. And uh, that was the end of the discussion. But like before, I would have just tested it and tested it and try other things and. Um, yeah. So, so, and uh, also with the retargeting, like w when you said, no, we don't need retargeting. Uh, yeah. That was like, uh, I never heard that before. So, uh, because I was always thought like you have like a top of funnel, middle funnel, bottom funnel campaign. Right. And, um, and then, I, and then I couldn't understand why not. And then when you explained like what every ad is already like basically a retargeting ad, um, that was the first time that I thought, ah, oh, okay, now I understand. And then actually, um, it was funny that um, I was uh, I was looking for uh, some kind of product, uh, 
uh, I was doing product research. I, it was for like a shaving device for your private parts, right? <laughs> and uh, I saw this ad of this company, but I was just looking at like ad inspiration, right? So I clicked on the ad. I was actually looking for ad inspiration. So I clicked on the ad, went on the website, did a couple uh, uh, things on the website. And then suddenly all these other uh, uh, companies with the same product started targeting me on Facebook. And that was like the first time that I actually... Uh, experience like okay so facebook even though i have never been on this company's website facebook understands that i potentially in the market for this product so then i i saw with my own eyes okay so that's why you don't really need retargeting ads because they're already doing it for you and of course there are some situations where you still use them and um but that's not even necessary at at the beginning or at a low level so uh yeah, that was, uh, I think that kind of triggered me, uh, the broad uh, story and then the retargeting. And then it was like, I want to I want to learn more uh, from this guy. Yeah, I, 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 I love the aha moment when people are like, no, we got to do all this stuff. And then you start to see like, okay, well, let me just, let me just see what happens. And then you realize when you take away what somebody taught you, based on what probably worked i mean and be fair like this is a fundamental shift from the last few years like mm-hmm. facebook did have a big change in 2018 it hasn't had a change really since and, and there's a lot of people that will argue that point the only thing that really changes doing things poorly has been a greater and greater liability to your success mm-hmm. everybody's like well after i was 14 things went terrible it's like well going broad and knowing that facebook does retargeting for you and doing dynamic ads has been working for five years it's just a matter of like the longer it takes you to embrace that, the worse and worse your success is going to be at a higher and higher level stress. Yeah, people are waking up a little, I think, but uh, <laughs> I yeah, know. I mean, hopefully they do. You know, I've been I've been talking about this since I've been blue in the face. You know, mm. but I, I think with that being said, the I love it when people are like, "Oh, that's just not how it works," and then they start to see it in real world, mm. like with that, like. Oh, I just was looking, I was researching something for a client. And then all of a sudden I saw everybody retargeting me, even though I had never seen them before. Yeah. Because every impression on Facebook's a retargeting impression because Facebook's just trying to give you a positive experience. Yeah. And when you can see that as a person, you can put context to it because, and I don't know how you feel about this, but I think far too many media buyers, far too many agencies and talking heads and just folks inside the system don't realize that there's real people on the other end of that money. Mm, like you mm. don't think about it as, well, these are folks just living their life. Mm. You think about it as like, okay, I'm going to take people into this top of my funnel. I'm going to force them down to the bottom of the funnel. I'm going to have awareness and then and education and consideration. Then I'm going to create intent. And then I'm going to get to say like, that person doesn't care. Mm. Like they're, they're, That's also happening with a 20 other brands maybe a thousand other brands for yeah. a million things that they're spending money on. Like I'm looking at the, the razors, but I'm also looking at trainers. I'm also looking at travel. I'm also looking at maybe swim trunks for my trip to Corsica. I'm also looking at like yeah. other things. I got like this travel insurance ads just before I uh, went on my trip. I mean, uh, they know, yeah. right? They, they know. So, uh, yeah. And, yeah, and, and now that you because, Yeah. Oh, no, go for it. No, and then they also say, yeah, because what you said, like Facebook with tracking, it's, it gets so hard, but they still know uh, who to target, right? They still know what they're doing. It's just like maybe um, like the the you don't see all the conversion data anymore in Facebook. I mean, I, I see that too, 
Um, but yeah, that, then that's why we still look at like all the overall results and we still can pretty much say, okay, this is working. This is not working. It's just like, yeah, maybe it was a little easier. It was a little cheaper before, but, um, I think, uh, it still works pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it absolutely is effective, right? Like right before mm -hmm. you go on the trip, you get the insurance stuff. I think the biggest issue that people have been seeing and they feel like it means that Facebook is dumber. Mm. Or that somehow it's less effective. And to be fair, I think Facebook is also in their PR efforts playing into this a little bit. Like they're saying, oh, well, things are more difficult than iOS 14. Like they're playing this like mm. PR battle with Apple. Mm. But also their ad spend has not gone down year over year since the ads manager was invented. Mm -hmm. uh, like they've never had a down year. It's been over a decade and every year they just people spend more and more money. Mm. So people say, well, iOS 14 hurt Facebook's like, no, it didn't. Mm. It didn't hurt their bottom line. And they say, well, it, it, it's less effective. It's not as smart. Like, no. Their ability, and, and this is just Facebook as a business to try to, you know, add value or, or to take credit, like their ability to take as much credit for everybody else's work and spit that back into you in a way where people have been taught to think has been mm. impaired. Mm. That being said, there's still no other tool that's nearly as good at doing this. And it's still 100% understanding, like you probably didn't buy your trip to Corsica off a Facebook ad. Nope. But they knew you spent that money. Yeah. They did. You didn't tell Facebook in an ad the day you were leaving, but mm. they knew. Mm. Like, I feel like people just don't understand that everything that you do is known by basically everybody. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah Facebook yeah. unfair advantage. What they did better than anybody else was use that information to curate customer journeys and provide opportunities. Cause ultimately like that was a good thing that you saw that insurance. Now, maybe you didn't take it, but that was something you might not have done on your own. And that might've been a great, that might've been like, Oh, I really need this. Yeah. This is a good that's idea. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 While you're, I'm just thinking that that's interesting that Facebook is maybe just um, like it's PR, right? So maybe that's why, um, those interest groups maybe don't work as good anymore, but the broad is still working pretty well. Right. So that's, yeah, that, that, that's an interesting way of looking at it. Like all oh, this interest group. So we don't really know a lot about these people anymore because yeah, these interest groups don't work anymore. But then if you go on broad and that's why my clients sometimes ask, because uh, we have like one client who is in like, uh, has a pain relief device. Um, and um, like we target people for who have, for example, back pain. Um, and then they say, yeah, but uh, for broad, then aren't we just targeting randomly everybody? And then I can explain them well, but but if we put it in the in the copy and uh, they can even know about uh, the, the video or the picture and then we put it in the copy and then they will know. And um, yeah, that was like uh, I had to explain that a couple of times, but uh, they understand now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the things we can kind of wrap it up in a bit, but like. And I hear this from so many folks that have gone through the MBA program and not just the day-to-day -day work because the day-to-day work is now what you would do in a day is now what you might do in a week. Mm. Uh, 
but it's the ability to understand how it works. And more importantly, communicate that to somebody in a way where you earn their trust. And because of that, their business grows and Mm. you are a value asset to that team. Yeah, yeah. And in my experience, business owners, any entrepreneur, is far less likely to end a relationship with somebody who makes them money and more effective at their business. Way less likely to end that relationship than somebody else that speaks above them mm-hmm. in a mildly disrespectful way to take credit for their work and is not transparent. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, if you are a value add, it becomes extremely difficult to lose your job. And that puts you in a place of confidence and security, which ultimately gives you the freedom to say, I was not sure I could dive into this. This was a new skill for me. I'm trying to get more money. And then a few months later, you're on your second week or two long week trip completely out of town and your clients are very happy. Hmm. Yeah. Like that's a fundamental life change that freedom yeah and i mean that's that's a beautiful thing yeah yeah the the ultimate goal was uh was peace of mind and uh you delivered (laughs) (laughs) well thank you very much i appreciate it i i want to i want to say first off thank you for this i I always love chatting with you and um if there's anything that you would like to say or contact information or somebody's watching this how they get in touch with you just any bit of that, I, I think it would be great because if somebody's making it this way, this far, and they enjoyed you and, and maybe they're looking for more help in the Netherlands or Europe or just in general, or they want to, you know, they're on their edge of maybe trying to take this investment for themselves or mm. just whatever. I want to say thank you. And, and I will leave this with you having sort of the last word here to just say whatever it is you want to say and get anything out you want to and plug anything that you would like to say. And then, we can kind of take it out from there. And I just, again, want to thank you a lot. I appreciate it. And um, it's been great working with you over these last like five or six months. Cool, man. Thank you. Yeah. So um, I don't know if like if there are clients from uh, or potential clients from the Netherlands, we're uh, a Google and now Facebook uh, agency called uh, Mili Media, M-E-L-E Media. Um, yeah, or as just anybody who wants to uh, uh, talk about Facebook or, uh, or wants to learn about uh, the uh, MBA program, I'm happy to give a recommendation or answer some questions. So, uh, yeah, it was just a really uh, good uh, experience for me. And, um, yeah, I have no regrets uh, whatsoever. Oh, I'm going to just throw that on there. Is that right? M-E-L-E, media. Oh, it's uh, E from uh, Isaac. So, uh Oh yeah, well yeah, okay, gotcha. I need I need that keyboard. Type it in. Like, like, I don't have the same. I don't have the same keyboard. I, I used to date a girl from Denmark, and I just looked at her keyboard. And it was the first time I saw like, oh, not all keyboards are the same. Like it was very odd for me. I yeah. feel like I'm yeah, a yeah. like American. Like I just think, why why would you not be the the same yeah. thing? No, um, I put it in the in the chat. Which you yeah, put it in the chat. And we'll we'll drop it in. Uh, just yeah. so that people get a chance to get into touch with you and, and get to yeah. know you. Um, and that way also I'll copy it and paste it and make sure that it goes into like the description here later on. Cool. Um, 
But yeah, so with that being said, uh, thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate it. And um, I, I'm excited to get to see you on our weekly calls and more stuff. And yeah, thanks a lot, man. It's been really great to getting to know you over these last few months. And uh, I, I just, I remember our conversation when we when you were thinking about doing this. Mm. And that person versus this person, that lifestyle versus this one. It's, it's just a happy, it makes me so happy to see all of, all of these, uh, this, these changes, you know what I mean? And mm. I think that's just such a beautiful thing. So we're going to end with this. Here it is. Paste it in. There you go. You, if you want to get in touch. That's <laughs> how you do it. Yeah. Uh, Thais, I, Thais, I thank you again. I really appreciate it. And, um, I'll talk yeah. to you soon, my talk man. Talk to you soon, my man. Bye-bye. All right. See you, buddy. Ciao. Bye.